Maddie and Rob Palmer, the podcast. News this morning, Israel has ramped up aerial strikes on Gaza as it prepares for the next stage of its war with Hamas. To find out more, and he's in Tel Aviv this morning, Channel 7 US Bureau Chief is David Wywood, and he joins us this morning. Good morning, David. Good morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. And that is the latest. They've ramped up aerial strikes. That's right. They promised that they would be doing it. And look, we've seen evidence of that over the past 24 hours. They've been hitting a number of targets inside Gaza, but also inside the West Bank as well. Now, uh, the Israeli Defence Force have claimed that they have taken out a key Hamas operative as a result of some of these uh, airstrikes today. So they will be claiming that as a major victory now in this war. But of course, we've already seen the pictures now for days and days. It really is families inside Gaza that are bearing the brunt of much of this uh, air attack now as, as those uh, families and others start to move uh, south towards that southern border with Egypt. Yeah, and it probably weighs in on that humanitarian side. The UN now, they're pretty hopeful of getting some aid deliveries into, the, into Gaza. They're trying to scale them up a little bit this week. That's right. So yesterday we saw 20 trucks. They've been waiting at that southern rougher uh, border crossing for a number of days. They were eventually verified and let in just yesterday. In the past couple of hours, we've also seen a, a trickle of another 17 trucks start to cross over as well. So some good news, very welcome news there. But look, the United Nations is saying right now that because of the scale and the scope of this humanitarian crisis inside southern Gaza, they actually need around 100 trucks of uh much desperately needed supplies, food, fuel and medicine each and every day just to keep up. So it's just a drop in the, o- drop in the ocean as to what is actually flowing through at the moment. Hey, David, in Gaza, are still all the main amenities shut off the water, gas, fuel? Yep, in most places, that's about it. It's all pretty much shut up shop. In fact, the UN is now saying uh, that there is only around three days left of fuel inside Gaza as well. So... Uh, that's only compounding and really amplifying this humanitarian disaster that they are now facing. Also some news that there are still 77 Australians caught inside as well. So uh, we actually spoke to a family. Uh, they are Australian citizens. They're passport holders. They have made their way to that southern border port, but still no one is allowed in or out. It doesn't matter if you're a foreign national or not. Those gates remain shut. Yeah, and I suppose a lot of countries around it are well are weighing in. Obviously, Iran have weighed in, said that, you know, they want this to sort of stop immediately because it could just spiral the whole Middle East out of control. Well, yeah, everybody's sort of holding their breath at the moment as to which way this now goes. You've seen Iran, as you just mentioned, they've really been agitating from the sidelines because we've seen Hezbollah, that is a, another militant group uh, in Lebanon to the north of Israel. They are, back, they are backed uh, by Iran, as is Hamas. Uh, look, they have been firing rockets almost daily, so Iran has really been agitating. We've seen mm. the United States bring in two major warships into the region as well. Uh, they have said that is not there for military purposes. It is simply as a deterrent at this stage to try and persuade and perhaps uh, uh, dis- uh, yeah, to try and have other actors now getting involved in this conflict now. They want to just keep it to what it is now between Hamas and Israel, and they don't want it spilling over those borders. Do many members from Hamas, are they still in Gaza, David? I mean, it's really hard to identify which or who they are. Yeah, 
No, that's right. It's incredibly hard to identify because they're so embedded. This is one of the most densely populated places on Earth. In fact, the most densely populated place on Earth. So you have these militants, a group that is classified as a terrorist group by most countries around the world, uh, buried inside properties that also have schools and hospitals and homes and shops and other businesses. So actually rooting them out is an incredibly difficult task. Now, Israel has said that they will try and limit those civilian casualties, but as we've seen, uh, that is unavoidable at this stage as they as they, as they just pound um, this strip from, from the air. So those numbers are likely to continue to rise as well as Israel uh, steps up those attacks. And all the while, we're just waiting for that ground invasion that Israel has now promised as well. We have thousands and thousands of troops just massing on the border, ready to go in. We still don't know when and we still don't know how, but uh, this is far from over. David, you stay safe, and thank you for joining us this morning, David Woodward, 7 News U.S. Bureau Chief. Thanks for joining us, David. Thanks, fellas. No problem. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Yeah, so I want to talk to you about TV shows, okay? And uh, look, sometimes I'm late to the bandwagon on a lot of things. Me too. And at the time, I'm like, I don't really care. I'm not missing out on anything. And then you go back a few years later, you're like, geez, I was missing out, wasn't I? Because I've just recently started Narcos, which came out in 2017. Oh, I love that. that. Yeah. And, uh, geez, it's good. It's a really cool insight into the life of Pablo Escobar and how that all happened in Colombia and how the U.S. was involved and everything. And I'm going to start the Mexican one after I finish this. Yeah. I was going to say they went, they go to a few different countries with that, with Narcos. And it just reminded me of TV shows that have been very popular that you've never watched. Game of Thrones. You've never watched Game of Thrones. I think I've watched, honestly, about a half an episode or one episode. And I went, oh, yeah. And just now, you know how people got into it? Yes. And because it's so long, I like docos that cover four episodes or five episodes. Short attention span. Beckham being one. Yeah, Beckham, which I just watched on the weekend, which was yeah. brilliant. And I really like that. You just mm. go, oh, yeah, it's over and done with. But when you get even stranger things, because there's some like eight series, when you start it late, like yes. as you say, and you go, oh, God, I've got eight. You're and if there's 13... Up. 13 episodes per season, mm. you go, that's a lot of TV. I haven't watched Stranger Things either. I have not watched I, that Actually, series. I didn't mind it, actually, Zachy. I didn't mind it. Um, Another one, too, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Supposedly really good, never watched it. Only about 10, epi- 10 minutes of an episode for that. Uh, also, uh, what's the Prison Break? Remember I didn't ever watch that. Ago? I never love that. It. Got into it, but then my enthusiasm wanes. Yeah, I never watched that. Also, uh, I did watch Game of Thrones. Mm. Um, only last year, though, for the first time. Yeah. And there was another one too that I can't remember uh, that I was meant to watch. What was it? Uh, House of Cards was one. Oh, I never you ever watched, watched that. that? No. Uh, Dexter was really popular. You ever watched that? Boom, boom. No. no. Okay. The, I like it with if it's got crime in in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got me. Crime, you're right. Yeah, into it. I love that. What's one of your favourite TV shows you've watched? If you can think of one off the top of your head. Oh, Afterlife. Afterlife. With Ricky Gervais. Anything oh, with Ricky that, Gervais, like with The funny. Office, and then he did extras. Yeah. Oh, so good. He's just a such a talent. I, I see just, Afterlife like bloopers all the time. On oh, TikTok. very funny. It's so funny. Oh, he is just so, so funny. But is there a TV show? Is there a series that everyone has spoken about, everyone's watched, but you haven't? What was it? Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Yes, good morning, Zach. Good morning, Patrick. What do you got for us? Well, today we're talking about the very mighty and powerful Elon Musk. Yeah, what's he done? Well, he has a lot of money, as we know. He's a multi-billionaire. He's a rich son of a... isn't he? Yeah. He owns uh, X, which is 
Twitter. Twitter. Um, he bought that for like 40 odd billion or something yeah. or whatever it is. Tesla. Yeah. Owns Tesla, owns SpaceX. Owns, You've got the lot. He, do you know he owns a company called The Boring Company? What's the, oh geez, I should be president of that <laughs> company. Well, they actually, they literally bore things. So they're making tunnels. Like oh, tunnels. the boring. I thought you meant just boring no, like spelt, me. It's spelt boring. Yeah, but that's what they do. Yes. Like look what they're doing with all the tunnels in Sydney. That's what they need. One of those boring exactly things. Exactly right. Well, yeah. Uh, if you've ever been on the Wikipedia, you would know that they ask you for dona- donations yeah, all the, the time. time sometimes. Yeah. You think, oh, okay, you know, I'm not going to donate, but it'd be cool. The Guardian does that too when you go on. Online. Oh, do they? Yeah, the Guardian asks for a little bit of a, a cash donation. You ever done it? No. <laughs> <laughs> or Woolies asked you to round up at the checkout? No. no. <laughs> uh, well, he said he's, he will give Wikipedia just a cheeky billion dollars, but on one condition. Yeah. If they call it... Wikipedia. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So if they change it to... Wikipedia. He'll give him a billion dollars. If you're in charge of Wikipedia, wouldn't you change it yes, to... Yes, in a heartbeat. Wikipedia? Yes. Come on. A billion dollars. Of course I That's would. That's a thousand million. <laughs> of course I would. That's a lot of money. I would do it. And so is he... Honestly? I think he's genuine. I mean, he's got the money. When's that fight happening with him? I don't know. Him and Zuckerberg. Yeah. I'll When's have a that look. I'll have a yeah, look. Have a look at that. Chat. I've got uh, one unlucky husband made the blunder to end all blunders by forgetting his wife and driving off into the night on Christmas Day, no less. I don't know whether this is true, but it's a very funny story. To make matters worse, the husband failed to notice his wife's absence for 100 miles, forcing her to walk miles after being stranded. Now, that's pretty bad. Do you think but, he did that on purpose? <laughs> well, look, in defence of the oblivious husband, Boon Tom Can Moon, 55, he he believed his wife was sleeping in the back seat. He didn't now, want to come on. <laughs> the incident happened in Thailand in the early hours of Christmas Day 2022. And Boon Tom is uh, probably still apologising for his mistake. Boon Tom and his wife, um, Amniel, uh, 49, were driving through the night to a hometown in the province of um, this other place. Yep. But just like any road trip, nature calls and Boon Tom had to pull over, go to the bathroom at around 3am, stepped out of the car... And his wife decided she too needed to go and got out of the car to enter the nearby jungle to relieve herself. Oh, be oh, very, man. very, very careful. But so that's went on and on and on. And so that's what happened. I don't know whether it's true. What a Christmas day. Yes, yes. Didn't realise that his wife wasn't asleep and drove 100 miles without him. Yeah. Didn't want to look in the back seat and say, hey, look, yeah. maybe she's not there. Yeah. I, f- I found out with the Zuckerberg fight. Oh, yeah. Um, it was meant to happen on August 26th, yeah, but uh, Elon Musk kept backing down. Yeah. So yeah, just because Zuckerberg's pretty good. He he does. Oh um, yeah. What does he do? Some martial arts. Ju- uh, Jiu jitsu. Yeah. Yeah. He's quite good at it. Annie and Rob Palmer, the podcast. And he's gorgeous. Trevi, good morning, mate. Good morning. Don't speak ill of those who are not with us. Yes. Uh, we did that of you though last week. I think it was. We did speak pretty ill of you, Patty. <laughs> and I don't regret it at all. <laughs> yeah, we might have actually done that. Uh, now that you say that, Trevor, that I do right? remember that. I, I couldn't In fact, imagine when you... Zach said uh, when Zach said uh, Rob's not here. I went, oh, okay, Patty's here then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do want to ask you something, Trevor. I want yeah. to... Is it true? Is it true that if you have Outlook Office, which a lot of companies do have, and you have it on your phone, that mm. your company can track what you actually do with regards to texts and calls, etc. if you have Outlook Office on your phone, or is that a furphy? Uh, plausible. So basically it depends. So with some people, it's just the Outlook app and you're just checking your email, right? Totally fine. But with other implementations, so in a bigger organization, when you install your Outlook email address from work, 
it'll ask you a couple of questions. You probably ignored them and it will give them permission to essentially do things like track your device, erase the phone, so they have enterprise level control of your phone. So I call plausible on your theory. It just it, I wouldn't want everyone to think that their their workplace can see their phone calls. Right, right. but they but they can like like your texts etc. They oh, can get a party. It's involved. possible for them to understand like get logs of mm. who you've texted and who you've called. Mm. More importantly, they can they can erase your phone when when you get booted oh, from the business. Oh right. That makes Jeez. a lot of sense. I would have gone through a lot of phones then had that been the case. But, <laughs> <laughs> but now... They haven't made enough versions of the iPhone for you. <laughs> no, they haven't. Now, That's why they bring out a new phone every year. It's remarkable that they've lasted this long Now, internet price changes. New NBN pricing means savings for some, higher prices for others. Who are the others? Yeah, the others are those on the slowest speed plan. So if you're on the 12, 25 or 50 megabit speed plans, NBN, basically if you're spending less than $90, maybe less than $80 right now, your prices are going to go up by about 5 to $6 next month. Um, and that's because there's a new wholesale price come into play. Now, this has been worked on for years. Literally the, the telcos like Aussie Broadband Telstra have been dealing with uh, the NBN on this because they didn't think it was fair the way they were charging all of their pricing. The problem is the way it's leveled out is it's going to work well for those on the fast speed. So I, for example, pay $149 for a thousand megabits per second. I'm going to spend 129. So my price has gone down 20 bucks, down $20. But if you're on the if you're on the 25 megabit speed plan, probably because A, you don't need fast speeds, and B, you can't afford faster speeds. They're putting your prices up. So. It's not a good look for the NBN. It's not a good look for the government, frankly, because it is a government organisation uh, for prices to be going up, but that's what's happening. Well, we've got to pay for Elbow's airfares. God. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's, not, uh, it's not cheap to fly that uh, big bird around the world. No. Yeah. Mate, 1,000 megabits per second. Holy jeez, you must have fast speed there. Gigabyte. It's lovely, yes, but it's, it's ridiculous. It's unnecessary. Let, <laughs> let me be clear, unnecessary. Right. But, mate, do you ever do your speed check and is it on right on 1,000 or sometimes below? The 1,000 is the one that you rarely get to 1,000 on. So when you when yeah. you do a speed check on 100, yeah. you should actually get a little bit more than 100. Yeah. 250, you should get more than 250. At 1,000, if you can get between seven and 900, you're getting a great speed. Yeah. So, yeah. Even at 700, you're doing all right, eh? I'm, I'm doing okay at 700. Yeah. Yeah. That is good. Mate, now Motorola has launched their G54. What's this about? This is a 5G smartphone, a great phone, looks good, got a great camera, 50 megapixel camera with image stabilisation, got a great screen, big battery, $300. So let's look at the other side of the scale here. This is where you can save money. You can you, you can stop spending 1000 and $2,000 on phones and actually have a look at something like this. Now, I'm genuinely serious. This is a great phone. It will not disappoint anyone. Um, it's just really the fact that it might, might not have the same screen brightness as a $1,000 phone, might not have the power, but gee whiz, great phone overall. And the 5G is a good thing because obviously is 3G being phased out soon or is that happening now? That's right, yeah. Next, by, by the end of next year, it's all gone 3G, so we've only have 4G and 5G left. So if you need to burn a phone because you're worried about your office on the Microsoft <laughs> Outlook to a, to $199. That's good thinking, Dave. Good thinking. Right. And uh, now, look, Toyota Camry, are they uh, are they launching an electric uh, electric car as well? 
the Toyota Camry is available in hybrid, but weirdly, Toyota just won't go fully electric. But BYD, Chinese company, have come into Australia in the last year selling thousands of cars. They've got a Camry take. Uh, they're taking on the Camry with their new Seal. Oh, right. Comes out in December, fifty grand for an electric sedan. Great wow. price, ten grand less than a Tesla. So that's the competition coming to sedans uh, by the end of this year. Have you driven it, Trev? No, not yet, but I will in the next couple of weeks, and it yeah. uh, looks like an absolute cracker. Electric's yeah, the way. A lot of people going that way. Yeah. Can I get it for Christmas if you're not using it? <laughs> what do you think I'm doing that well, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Travel on from the FDM.com. <laughs> if you need the reviews, go online, or you can see him on Channel 9. Trevi, as always, thanks for joining us, mate. See you, <laughs> see boys. Buddy. See you, Bye, mate. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Who we got a text from? Uh, oh, actually, Greg's chimed in. Oh, Greg, since... g'day, mate. Oh, good morning, Greg. <laughs> what did he say? Bay. Should have had the day off and put the lawn builder out, Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> have you done your lawn yet? You yes. did, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah. And I did it. I put the fertiliser in on Sunday. But you put it on, you sprinkled it on dirt. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't, you need grass to fertilise. Yeah, but well, you... I hope, I hope that the grass. No, no, no. What you need is lawn seed. If you're just trying to grow grass in dirt, you don't just put fertiliser on dirt. Nothing's going to happen. What are you fertilising? Yeah, you could have told me that on Sunday. Fertilising dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Good on I'm you. hoping that the grass will get invigorated on the edges of the dirt and just come forth and multiply. That's what I'm hoping. You're that like guy a- that stands at the end of the aisle at Bunnings and just stares into it, wondering if there's anything in there that he might be able to oh, use, look, aren't you? That's me. You go, no, that's not my aisle. And then on, if that doesn't work, I'm going. Uh, I'm just going to turf it again. <laughs> But yes, I did just put the fertiliser in the dirt. That is correct, Robert. Do you know what I reckon I've spent at least 15 minutes looking for one particular screw at Bunnings? You know, when you go down the yeah. aisle and you go, where yeah, the, this, yeah, yeah, this yeah. particular screw? Because you need yeah. the one that you need. Yeah, I know. And they never have it. I'm here. I'm here in your brother. They've got 500,000 screws or, and not the one you want. Or you, you've got to buy it or in you, a packet of 100. You and buy, you go, I only want one. You've got to buy an eight kilo tub. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever just open it up and take one out? <laughs> Read the other text, Rob. No, no, that's no. Do you think I'd I'd borrow those um, those macadamia nuts from Coles? Absolutely not. Okay, what's the other text? I can't believe they still put those nuts out in those jars with the lids with the scoops. Because yeah, yeah, come on. Oh, uh, okay. Other text, Kev from your miner. What do you say? Morning, Paddy and Rob. Heading to Newcastle in the rain. Yep. Oh, unlucky. Uh, whatever happened to the power bill cuts that the Prime Minister promised 91 times in yeah. the lead-up to the election? This doesn't happen. Just, actually, we're going to talk about that very soon, Kev, so thanks what for that. What did happen to those? Thanks power for bills. Yeah. heads up on I, 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 The Prime Minister doesn't know he's too busy flying around. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Go on, get on the couch. What's wrong, mate? Do you ever feel like uh, when... You need to pay for one thing, everyone, everything hits at once? Oh, mate, all right. You look at your bank account, you go, hey, going all right. Going okay, going all right, and then whammo, yeah. everything comes in. So Every single bloody little thing. Uh, I went and saw your good friends at JM Autos, got a car service the other day. Oh, g'day, Matty. Uh, hey. Yeah, get out to the boys. They did a great job. Yeah. Very reasonably priced, those they boys. Are. Very, really good. Um, something I knew, though, uh, probably need new tyres soon. Yeah. And you think, oh, okay, yeah. My tyres, though, not cheap. I'm looking. So you've got a Ford? What, you got a Ford something or other? Yeah, I got a Ranger. Yeah. So... Uh, Rich. My, <laughs> money coming out of his arm. Well, my tyres cost me 1600 bucks, right? 400 bucks a what? pop. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that was the other ones. I don't think I want to spend that much this time. Um, and then you think... Can you get retreads for those tyres? I'm not getting retreads. 
I'm just ask. I'm just asking for a friend, mate. Don't Why don't you get retreads? That sounds horrendous. How do they do, do, they do retreads? Do they just stick the... Uh... I think they retread it. Right. Okay. They just stick it on with a glue or something. No, I think they cut it out with like a thing. I don't know. It's strange. Does anyone know how they retread a tie? Can you give us a call on the retread hotline? Thanks. One triple three five three. I've always wanted to know what uh, what is a retread and what they do. Just put the. I thought they just put it like a a band aid thing on it <laughs> with yeah. grip. Yeah, that's what. They clearly do. they. Well, clearly they don't. Or I'm just asking. They might. That's all right. Um, yeah, you can text us too. I've yeah. to, oh, yeah. So that hit me. I'm like, okay, I need new tires. Yeah. Obviously I had to pay for the service. Great mm. price. So good price. Not, yeah. not a problem. And then you think, okay, uh, I got a, my rego. Yep. That always comes in. Coming soon. And could you get your rego? Then you get your CTP at the same time as well. Yep. Compulsory through. And quite often the insurance. <laughs> insurance. Yep. This is, and it's kind of new to me because New South Wales is kind of different to Queensland. Yeah. The way it's done. Yeah, much better. So. <laughs> Wait, are you a Queenslander or not? I mean, you're probably not really these days, are you? So, so I just feel like I get like I'm, I'm, you know, I get up to a point where I've saved some money. I'm doing you, you really well, really well, and, and then, then you, you just, go, it just takes it down, and everything hits you at once. So, what are you selling on Facebook Marketplace? So, what have you got up for grabs? Uh, I've got there? this microphone here that I'm using currently. Um, I've got another one just here. <laughs> the things we got do, an esky. Right? Oh, the things we do, and anything from the promotional cupboard will be on uh, Zaki's Facebook Marketplace and get rid. I've seen people selling things for a dollar. I had to you sell can. my PlayStation. Did you really? Yeah. What for? Just extra money. Did you really? How yeah. much you get for it? Oh, 200 bucks. Oh, tell me, dreaming, mate. 200 bucks. Oh, you're a joke. What PlayStation was? What number was it? Well, I sold it, so you're telling me I'm dreaming. Yeah, well, you, well whatever. <laughs> well, it's still bloody dear. <laughs> Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Yes, good morning, Zacharoonie. Good morning, Patrick. What do you got for us? Well, you know, as humans, we like to travel around the world. We like to see different places. Yes, we do. Uh, at the moment, the world can be a a bit depressing sometimes. Very dangerous place in some areas. Yes, but this man, one man from Denmark, okay. uh, his name's Thor, of course it is. It was it would be. Thor Peterson. Uh, he left behind his job and family in 2013, and he set off on an epic adventure. He called it Once Upon a Saga. It was his own, Tyler even named it. Was he married and kids and all that sort of well, stuff? Well, he said did family, so I'm right, not sure if he was married did. or not. And so what did um, he do? Well, he has officially gone to every single country on earth. Without flying. Jeez, wow, geez, that's a long way to walk, isn't it? It's a long haul. It's a long haul. <laughs> well, unless, unless he's Jesus. How does <laughs> he's he walking get, on water. How does he get there? Well, he must do boats and whatnot, you know, ships, uh, walking cars, trains. So how long did he take to do this? Well, he started in 2013. He's just finished. So oh, 10 you're years. joking me. Come on, mate. 10 years. So how many countries? I did put this question to you. 195. So there's 195 countries mm-hmm. and he's taken 10 years. He must have some cash, honestly, to go, take 10 years off work just to go to every country in the world. Yeah. 195. Get 195 stamps in your um, passport. He must have renewed that passport a couple of times. It must have been full. Yeah. Did he uh, Did he post you know, pictures? on? You'd have to post pictures. Oh, he would have. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think oh, he... He was meant to finish in 2020, but you know what happened then? Oh, COVID. Yeah, COVID. Uh, yeah, it delayed his, uh, He was meant to finish in the Maldives in 2020, but yeah, he got pushed that's, back. That's why I'm a back sore, COVID. Everything I just blame on COVID now. Yeah, he got stuck in Hong Kong for two years. Oh, how come over there? That's where he was at the time when it all, oh, in Hong Kong. When it all got locked down. So, oh, right. Okay. Anyway, he's back in Denmark now, you. nearly 10 years after he set out. Good on you, Thor. And if you uh, are going to Venezuela, 
go to prison because Venezuelan, like I don't encourage that normally, but Venezuelan security forces, they've seized control of a second gang-run prison, this time uncovering a a reggaeton studio where prisoners would film music videos and upload them to YouTube. But the raid comes a month after police and soldiers stormed the Tokoran prison, which boasted restaurants, a pool, a nightclub and a zoo, and yeah, and we're headquarters of the powerful Tren de Aguirre gang, correct pronunciation, correct pronunciation whose yep. leader fled before the operation. How good is that? That sounds like a resort. It does. Boasted restaurants, pool, a nightclub, and a zoo. Now, you're watching Narcos, too. Yeah, what, what? that actually reminds me of the show Narcos, because yeah. Pablo Escobar did something similar. He made a deal with the Colombian government, and he got to build his own yeah. jail yeah. and live in it, essentially. What about how he got... Have you got up to where he escaped, and they tunneled yes. to the prison cell, to the shower block, and all that sort just of thing? Just started season two, yeah. which is, he's just escaped from that place. Yeah, and... so give that a crack if you've not seen it. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Mark from Springfield, who played Coast Cash Quiz, just gave us some info that a bike rider, motorbike rider, had come down on Henry Parry Drive out front of Triple M here. Yeah. And uh, Benny Humphreys, who's got two-wheel obsessions, they do uh, Yamaha Triumph, all the motorbikes, that's on Man's Road. He just texted and said, hey, can I give Mark a $100 store voucher for getting the bike rider that fell off help? Thanks, Benny. We'll pass it on to Mark. Oh, Cheers, great mate. Stuff. And we did check. We Jeez, sent... Things like that restore your faith in people. Mankind, don't they? Don't, don't they? Just, yeah. Not mankind. Uh, humanity. Human. Oh, that's mankind. No, it's not. Oh, I don't, I'm not going to argue with you today. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but, but and, and the motorbike ride is okay. Um, Zachy, uh, Zachy, our producer, what have you got? You sent out our news guy to check up. It was yeah. all good. Yeah, Shawnee went out and had a look and he said, yeah, everything looked okay. No one looked injured or anything, so that's good news. Good stuff. Thanks for that. And Benny from Two Wheel Obsessions. So if you need a motorbike or anything, helmets or whatever, gear, go and see Two Wheel Obsessions, 160 Mans Road, West Gosford. Where they look after those who look after bikes. Exactly. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Oh, here he is. G'day, Big J. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm going good. Rob's slipped down over there. He's looking a bit trim. Yeah, looking yeah. nice and trim, aren't I? Yes. Does he work anymore? Um, I think the last three times I've been in, he hasn't been here. <laughs> good question. Look, he did have last Friday off. And we got next Friday off because we're playing golf, which I don't know if he's brought up to you yet. We <laughs> no, got, he hasn't. We've got a charity golf day. No, no it's two weeks' time. No, two he, weeks. Two, <laughs> this is the first <laughs> we're hearing about this. <laughs> good on you. I'm not going to say anything, Justin. Yeah, now, yeah. mate, Cricket Australia v New Zealand yes. in the international whatever it is, World <laughs> Cup. <laughs> it's the Cricket World Cup. There's so many World Cups going on right now, oh, but it's mate. the Cricket World Cup. But there's too much cricket. No, there's not. There is. You're un-Australian, no. Oh, and the Sheffield Shield's on at the moment. Oh, New South Wales is well? part of the MCG. Does anyone turn up to that no. Sheffield Shield match? No, not at all. No. Mo- Moses Enriquez, our Sixers captain, he actually put a photo up the other day going, can't wait to play in front of a full house at the MCG. <laughs> and there's one spectator in the crowd and it's someone's dad. So, <laughs> so uh, no, oh, but the Cricket no. World Cup, yes. Australia's taken on New Zealand. This is huge game. Um, New Zealand are coming second, Australia in fourth. We need to finish top four to make finals. you got Pakistan taking on South Africa tonight. That's a big game for us. We really need South Africa to keep winning. They are absolutely dominating with the bat this tournament. There's some ridiculous scores getting posted. Teams are scoring 400 consistently in one-day cricket, which is just mind-blowing, and Australia's just done that the other day. So there's plenty of big scores. It's really exciting cricket. 
But there's some big news for Australia is that Marnus Lubbershane will probably get dropped for the next game um, with Travis Head coming back in. Travis Head's had a really good season over the last sort of two years for Australia, opening the batting, replacing Aaron Finch. So he's back fit from a broken hand. Mm. So he's going to come in. Smith will get dropped to four with Marsh going back to three. Right. So some big changes, but Australia's doing really well. Everything seems to be Australia New Zealand this weekend. Well, it definitely seems that way because we lead straight into the Rugby League for this yeah. P- Pacific Championship. Yes. And now more big news in there is yeah. that Valentine Holmes has got picked um, yeah. either on the wing or at centre after yeah. his photo scandal with what looks like potentially drugs. Yes. But we don't know. We can't icing say sugar. that. It was icing Allegedly. Sugar. Yeah, he was doing bit, a cupcake. Bit of Panadol. Who knows? But yeah, there was talks he was never going to get picked for Australia again after that. Um, it's one of those things. It's pretty soon to be picked. But mm. And then our local boy, Nico Hines. Yeah. His potential at starting at 5 8 because Cameron Munster's fallen ill during the week. Either way, He'll Come make on, his okay. debut on That'll the bench, good. and uh, and then when's the finals? That coming up pretty soon. It'll be next week. Next ne- week. Next week. And we, we probably play New Zealand. It's going to be New Zealand again. So that's why Australia's rested some big names. We rested Payne Haas. Arrested Kel- um, Selwyn Cobbo. We rested a few big players in preparation for the final We're next week. Talking about this shopping, Ryan Pappenhausen down. He's had two around. I should say he's had two major injuries. Would you, as a club, buy the pap? Yeah, yes. I, I would because these two injuries, they're freak injuries and they're bone injuries. Bones heal. If you like turbo and you keep tearing hamstrings season after season, then you're a bit of a worry. But Pappenhausen, he's one of the main X factors in Did this competition. Yeah, I know. But his knee was a couple of years ago. Now his leg. And, and but you can't do much. Apparently the bones are healing. They're going to be fine. I think if you're a club, if you're someone like, I know, Zach, you like the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Get us down there. You know, the, the Dragons, the Eels, the Bulldogs. There's plenty of Sydney clubs who want to sign his name because mm. when he's on, he's one of the best players in the comp. He is like um, your Broncos, Reese Walsh. You know, oh, He's an X-factor. He's quick. He's yeah. in the right place at the right time a lot. See, I think he's a massive loss for the Storm. See, clubs are scared of soft tissue. They're not scared of broken bones, man. Okay. Yeah. All right. So break your bone. Don't do your hammy. Exactly. And what about, mate, Josh Adokar? Is he going to Parramatta or not? Well, I think there's going to be a swap deal there, but Gus Gould came out and said, no, there's, it's all rubbish, but Gus says oh, whatever believe, Gus wants yeah, to say. Yeah, but there's smoke, there's fire. Exactly right. gentlemen. And, okay, for Cyrus, who is a mad rugby union fan, who's going to win? The final. Oh, I think, well, the final, again, is South Africa. Now, South Africa could win the Cricket World Cup and they yeah. could win the Rugby World Cup, but unfortunately, it's South Africa New Zealand kicks off Sunday morning at 6 a.m. I think New Zealand are going to win, though. They've had a pretty cruisy run through the finals with some big wins, especially last week, where South Africa have had two absolute nail biters. So yeah. I think New Zealand's fresh. They know how to win. They've won a lot in the past. They're one of the greatest teams of the last 20 years. I think it's going to be really tough for um, South Africa to beat them. Anzac Spirit, let's get behind them. Exactly right. And a good night out for the, uh, in Gosford for the Mariners and having a 6-3 win over Bali United in the AFC Cup. We've got to go. J.A., thank you for coming in. Thanks for dobbing on Rob saying you're <laughs> having next Friday off for a golf day. I can't oh, wait. Okay. <laughs> See you next Friday. Rob. <laughs> See you, buddy. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. 20 past eight, just talking about the new David... Uh, Beckham Net, um, Netflix doco. Mm. Really good. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet, so I might sit down oh, and watch it. Oh, mate, it's really great. And it's very addictive. You just want to watch the next. You just yeah. want to keep going, keep going. I've just started Narcos and I'm obsessed with it. So I've oh, got to yeah. get out of that mindset yeah. and get into David Beckham. That is brother mindset. Zach who's helping us today because Rob Palmer's not here. Mm. But, um, yeah, have a look at it. One thing I did notice was how obsessive compulsive he was, which I said to my missus, just the same as me. We've got Benny from Bluehaven. G'day, Benny. Hey, boys, how's he going? Yeah, not Hi, too bad, mate. Obsessive compulsive. Is there someone that you know is like that? Yeah, my wife, mate. Um, we've got five kids, as you know, Paddy. Yeah. So going to bed at night, closing the door has to be exact. So there's times there where 
um, she'll go to me, can you open up the door just so I could hear the kids a bit better? Right. Thinking, it's not going to make much difference, but okay. Yeah. So I open it up literally one centimetre. Yeah, that's yeah. better. I'm not kidding, aren't you? <laughs> There's times there where it can go the other way where I've, it's, it's, um, it's too much light coming in. Can you just close it? Same thing. So I, I, I tested her out one night. She said, oh, can you just open up the door? You know, we're not going to be able to hear the kids. I put my hand on the door but didn't move it. Yeah. I said, How, how's that, darling? Oh, that's so much better. Like, oh, <laughs> so with, uh, do you have to walk around with a tape measure um, all the time, Benny? Oh, I've said that to her. I'm going to have to get a tape measure out, a compass, and <laughs> Just... measure all this out and put a line on the floor so I know exactly where to open up the door to. <laughs> well done. Mate, there, there's uh, a counsellor too I can uh, pass on the number. Uh... Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Spring Loaded bounces back in 2024. Entertainment Grounds here in Gosford. It's Saturday, 10th of Feb, and you've got bands like Jebediah, you've got Scream Feeder, Magic Dirt, Caligula, Friends of Rom, and Regurgitator. And from Regurgitator this morning, we've got Benny Eli. Good morning, Benny. G'day. How you doing, fellas? Yeah, not too. Very fellow well. Queenslander. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, we, we were robbed in the grand final this year. The Broncos. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I know. I live in Ashgrove. Like, I've Vulture Road just down the street. It's, oh. um Mate, it was, yeah, and, and of course, Lang Park just around the corner from that, or oh, Suncorp as they call it now. Unbelievable. That's How right. can you, we'll just talk about rugby league for a minute. Oh, yeah, let's How do can that. you, when you're 24, leading 24 <laughs> 8, with about 16 minutes to go, lose a grand final, Benny? How? Oh, my God. Oh, can we not talk about it? That's <laughs> a good idea. Good idea because it brings back bad memories. Bad memories. Hey, oh, oh, don't talk, don't bring it up. Awesome, and then what about the Lions? Bloody hell, one I point. I know, I know. It was just like a hell weekend to be a Brisbane person. It was. It was. Anyway. Anyway, that's all we've got time for, Benny. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, for the, thanks for the sad chat. <laughs> trying to go about it. <laughs> but, mate, it's for regurgitator 30 years this year. I know. It's, um, yeah, it's crazy. It's been a very, very, very long ride. And it's funny, like, you know, when you go about your life and you have your coffee and you do your day and you kind of don't think about all the things that have happened and occasionally you go, oh, my God, remember when we did that? And mm. remember when that happened and that person did that to that person or whatever? It goes yeah. so quick, doesn't it? It really does. It really, really does. But, you know, you can pack a whole lot in there. Yeah, very much. And, and you'll have to do that at Spring Loader because you're mixing it with uh, Friends or Rom. You're doing Jebediah, Caligula, Screen Feeder, and you guys. Um, and yeah. Because the best – I love what I love about these um, these festivals, gigs and yeah. festivals is that you're out there, you're doing five, six, seven of the best, and you're just getting all the, all the numbers out. It's just brilliant. Oh, it's so fun. And – the, the the interesting thing is is that um, I don't know because we've been playing for so long we just um, have been refining and slowly making our show better and we're trying to like you know implement like having big audio visuals and big projections and costumes and we get really great lighting and as a band I feel like we're playing better than we ever have and um, we've sort of been getting bigger crowds than we have in years so um, I don't know it's really weird to be fifty and then having this kind of weird resurgence mm. with um, our shows. And it's weird because the parents 
who used to love us in the 90s. Their kids come to see us now. Mate, and that's like my, my same as my daughter, Hannah. And she was, because yeah, the other true. day, and she was, she was, she was, she was, she was and she was, I'm there, darling, where did you, where did you pick that song up? And they just do. It's just phenomenal where they pick the music up from. I know, it's really funny. We did, um, uh, we played with Kiss, we supported Kiss uh, a couple weekends ago, and we also played with Weezer at Fernal Entertainment Centre and at the Tennis Centre in Melbourne. Mm. And it was really weird when you go out um, to play at the Entertainment Centre, and I thought, oh, you know, Weezer and us, it's just going to be a bunch of old guys, and yeah. it was all teenage kids. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just amazing. Um, yeah, it was a real trip, yeah. Yeah, we spoke with Adelita from Magic Dirt last week. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she was yeah. saying, like, it's just really cool to have all these bands together in one spot because, you know, it's you reminisce a lot about playing all these shows. Mm. I was like, she, you know, they've been doing it for a similar amount of time as you guys have, so it must be cool to all get together. Yeah, most definitely. It's like a high school reunion, you know. And, you know, because we all are of the same generation, we all have this sort of a similar sort of life. We've lived a similar experience. So when you hang out with those people, it's um, it's kind of nice. And tickets for Spring Loaded, they go on sale today through Ticketmaster at 10 o'clock. Yep. And we so look forward, Benny, to seeing you here in downtown Gossy Good Times. And, mate, we will speak to you next year as well in in January or February, just before the event. Mate, thanks for joining us this morning. And so nice to catch up, Benny. Yeah, mate, you too. Yeah, thank you so much for the interview. And go Broncos 2024. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Yeah, I'll see you guys next year. See That'll you, Benny. Great. See you then, Benny. Looking forward to it. Thank you, mate. Thank you thank so you. much. I was devastated, mate. I, <laughs> oh, mate, my mates were texting me, you got it one, I'm there too close to call because I'm so cocky around state of origin oh. and I'm texting them going, yes, yes, and then I'm there, oh. no, calm it down. <laughs> I know. I just couldn't believe I was getting so excited. Oh, me. And then, oh, oh. Yeah. And, and my missus hates the Broncos. <laughs> I know. So many people do. Oh, yeah. I know. It is wrong it's on so many right. levels. All right, mate. And, mate, it's looking right. forward to the gig and looking forward to catching yeah. up with you next year as well, mate. Amazing. Thanks so much. See you, Benny. Thanks, day. mate. See you, mate. Bye, buddy. Yeah. Bye. See you. Bye. Patty and Rob Palmer. The podcast. Now, you were away for well, a few yeah. days. I was away for the and telephone. And then some. And I <laughs> know. <laughs> Look, I was doing it for the kids. Because you were. And I do bang on about how much fun we had, but there really is a serious side to telethon. I had a little... Boy named Taz, he's about 10 years old. Now, this he's, is in WA? Yeah, in WA. For Channel 7? For Channel 7, they raise money every year. It's now the most successful fundraiser per head of, no, not per head of capita, mm. the most successful in the world. They've That's raised huge. $600 million over the course of Telethon. And, $600 million. And just on the weekend, 77.5. That's huge. It is massive. Mass- in one weekend, we're talking about two these, days. Big checks come out, but you know what? The heart of Telethon comes from the people of WA. It yeah. comes from kids donating their pocket money, yeah. from people just gathering coins together all year, kids doing um, cake drives and all sorts of different ways that they make money, loom band sales, all this stuff. But a little boy named Taj, who at six months old, was he suffered a cardiac arrest. Left him six with months. An acquired brain injury at six yeah. months old. Imagine wow. your heart stopping. You just yeah. can't yeah. believe you look, Like you look at your own kids. What you go, some families go through. Yeah, how lucky we are. We are so lucky. And Taj now lives with quadriplegic cerebral palsy. Yeah. And how old's he now? He's now nine. Yeah. He's the same age as my daughter, Greta. Yeah. And, you, and you, you know, this kid and his brother, his younger brother, Vinny, mm. made a little 
wristband for us and it had my name on it in little, yeah. little beads. And yeah. it was the most beautiful thing in the world. It was given to us all when we arrived, all the people from from New South Wales that go over from Channel 7 to to try and raise help raise money. Yeah. All we do, we just stand there and we thank the people of WA, yeah. try and provide some entertainment and they do the work. Yeah. But it just breaks your heart when you see this. And I met Taj and his family and they were so happy. And the thing with someone with a, a severe disability is that they – don't and when it's come from such a young age, they don't know anything else mm. in their life but for adversity. But they still manage to have smile happiness their yeah. in their heart, yeah. and they look at the little things that make you happy, and they smile, and it makes them. It just it fills your spirit with with happiness and and sadness at the same time, and that's why we go over to Telethon and do what we do to try and help WA continue this event that is now the most successful fundraiser in the world, bar none. That is massive. Over the time to raise $600 million and in one weekend, 77.5. I know. Quite well done, mate. Extraordinary. Well done, buddy. Paddy and Rob Palmer. The podcast. It is Triple M Unplugged for Friday. We love doing this, Roberto, don't we? Oh, don't we just. So if you're a local band, all you've got to do is go to triplem.com.au and register. Tell us your band, where you're playing, and all that sort of stuff. Might we'll have gigs in. coming up. Yeah, of might be going on a tour. Yeah. No matter what you're doing, let us know because mm-hmm. we want to celebrate local talent. And then we get you to bout out a number. Joining us this morning in the studio, we have got Jake and Will from Stupid Baby. Hey, boys. Guys. Jakey, how long the uh, boys been? How long you been going around with Stupid Baby? I reckon. Six years now. Six years. Probably yeah. serious for only for the six months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask, where'd you come up with a name? Oh, this is a good one. Was we, that you was that you, Willie, or was it you? Well Jakey. We one of our one of our girlfriends or friends that are a girl, we were at a bar once and this bloke came up to her and he was hitting on her and I think he was homeless. I think he was homeless or something, and he said to her, Don't be stupid, baby. And yeah. we just thought. She didn't want to bar of it, so he goes, don't be stupid, baby. And we just thought that was the best. That's the name of He band. said that to her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be stupid, baby. Don't be stupid, baby. We thought, he said it like this, don't be stupid, baby. And she said, oh, okay. You know, she got, don't awesome. you. I thought you were going to tell me about some kid that couldn't, you know, stack three blocks. Well, you know, there's also a Simpsons episode. Yeah, right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to digress, but, okay. uh, Fair you know, Grandpa's looking after Maggie and, it, and she's got, I'm a stupid baby written on her thing. And they say, hmm, stupid baby, they need the most, you know, care. Are you are you a Simpsons fan, Jakey? Um, yeah. Love it. Yeah, oh, no. I'm addicted. Yeah. Yeah. We, talk, we spoke to Nancy Cartwright once. You're who kidding. does? Yeah, absolutely brilliant interview. I had a friend that stayed at her house in and LA. Can't, you're joking. Yeah. How did they stay there? I mean, we <laughs> that's digress. Not on, that's not on a trip finder. <laughs> how did she? How did she stay there? Oh, they're in a band, and they just they had hookups through their management, and they got to stay there. She also did like some of the voices in um, Rugrats. Rugrats. Yeah. yeah, like Tommy. And, and did you know yeah. when they were doing The Simpsons? I mean, we do digress. That the actors were they were. They've only been together, all the voiceover actors, at one time, and that was on stage for, I think there was a, a show called The uh, the Actor or something. Right. And that's the only time they've ever even met. She hadn't been even met the some room of the- together, yeah. yeah. Far out. Yeah, she, yeah. she hadn't even, even met some of these other voiceover guys. That sounds a little bit like our band. We didn't really meet each other for the first three years and then- <laughs> <laughs> How so? <laughs> <laughs> Just pulling your leg Just shaking your head for him. He's very gullible. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they lie? <laughs> that's right. Now, now, a stupid baby, you've got a gig on tonight as well. Yeah, we do. Where's yeah. that at? 
Willie. Is that the Savoy at Long Jetty? Oh, good place. Good place to go upstairs, have a drink and all that yeah, sort of stuff. The old cinema from, yeah. the, from the 70s, I believe. Yeah. And have you, have turned... you been there? They've still got the cinema. They've still got all the chairs inside yeah. the screen there. We went to the Labyrinth because uh, they do like 80s, like, you know, weird horror and stuff nights. And we went to the Labyrinth one there and it was a bit of a blast. Had a couple of Margies. Yeah. So it's be interesting at that place. Yeah. yeah, yeah so like it. it's a void tonight. A couple of Margies. It's not twin uh, sisters. There's a couple of drinks. <laughs> 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 it is <laughs> it, it is a spooky because it's in time for Halloween. It's uh twenty bucks pre sale, twenty five on the door. What time it gets underway there tonight? Yeah, doors are at six. Doors at six. And uh you guys will be performing at Stupid Baby at Savoy. But tonight, oh, I mean this morning for unplugged, what are you doing for us? Well, we got asked to do an eighties song. Correct. We were like that's the best era ever. And yes. we, we were one year just ahead, 90s boys. So yeah. we decided to do Love Song by The Cure. Love Song. You little ripper. So ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. It is unplugged here at Triple M. Jake and Will doing Love Song for The Cure. Take it away, boys.
Rob Palmer, the podcast. Was talking about like you told us had bond, blonde tips. You would look gorgeous. Have you got the picture yet? I uh, know. I got to find. I got to delve well back into my. Because, Facebook. Uh, ladies, if you're going out with someone who's blonde and they're in their twenties, they'll be bald. Seriously, that does happen. Mm. If you're blonde, you seem to lose it. About twenty percent of men in their twenties, thirties, and forties, um, and and fifty percent of sorry, twenty percent of men in their twenties and thirties, and men in their thirties, oh, and about fifty percent of men in their forties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we did some research. <laughs> will be affected. Roll it. <laughs> my, my, my bald. My baldness. I better get to this. Oh, yeah, you better. and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Well, our federal opposition leader is on the Central Coast today. Yeah. We don't have too many people visit. Do we? We're lucky <laughs> that when they do, sometimes sometimes they just don't even call us. Yeah, but we get on their bandwagon. Opposition leader is Peter Dutton. He joins us this morning. Good morning, Peter. Peter. Morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. So did you hear Mr. Overseas before he just called? I, t- I did. I, I was pretty impressed, actually. I, was, I, could, I could barely distinguish between the two, and I listened to the, the real one pretty, pretty regularly. Yeah, it's him for sure. Uh, <laughs> That's what we're led to believe anyway. But, but we could, Dado, got to ask, mate, if you were Prime Minister at the time, Australians, especially a lot of people here on the Central Coast, we're suffering. We're suffering with the high interest rates from the banks, with food prices, petrol, electricity, insurance. I got an ha- uh, insurance bill for my house the other day. It went up 70%. If you were in charge, what would you do which, not, which is not being done now? Well, I, I think a couple of things. First is you've got to make... Uh, the decisions early on and the problem is that the PM's been distracted by the voice for the last 17 or 18 months and there are two budgets which have taken place. You can make decisions in those budgets which either make it easier for families or harder and it doesn't just happen overnight. There's no silver bullet that you can you know, fire to bring down insurance prices or bring down mortgages but the decisions the government's made over the course of the last two budgets have really driven up inflation and that inflation uh, and also their energy policy, which has driven up the cost of every part of the supply chain. Uh, we down talking to some strawberry growers the other day. You know, the fertiliser cost has gone up because there's a big energy cost associated with that. Uh, the cold room cost has gone up. The glass manufacturers increased the bottle price by 20 cents a bottle. And so when you turn up to the supermarket, all of a sudden, you're paying an extra 20 bucks for the same groceries that, that cost you, uh, you know, $20 less 12 months ago. So yeah. they're, they're, they're the decisions that you can make uh, to try and bring prices down uh, or you can make the wrong decisions, pump a lot of money into the economy, which drives inflation up. And, and that's the situation we're in at the moment. Peter, it's the latest rhetoric, it seems, is that petrol price is going up and, you know, there could be another interest rate rise on the way that is going to break a lot of people who are already broken. Is there any way that a government can stand in? Because it seems as though these big companies are making record profits Year upon year upon year, and Come yet, Bank. we're all being told that everyone's doing it tough. I tell you, he's not doing it tough. It's big business. Can government step in and do something about them charging us what they are? Yeah, well, I mean, the other thing that's really infuriating too is that uh, when there's a rate cut, uh, they're slow to pass it on. Or uh, if you've got, to, you know, if you're a, a retiree and you've got a bit of cash to put on deposit, uh, your interest rates uh, don't go up as quickly as, as the mortgage rates do if you've got a big mortgage. Uh, so, I mean, the first thing is that they've got to they've got to pass the cuts on when they happen, but that's no time soon. And as you say, there's a likelihood. I think the Reserve Bank Governor made this point uh, during the week that rates could go up another 25 points, and 
families already stretched. Uh, and it's not just families as well. It's just small businesses that have got overdrafts or people that have got a yeah. mortgage against their house for, you know, the local cafe or the local coffee shop. And uh, they're, they're having to pass their costs on as well or people are getting their hours cut back. Uh, so it has a really negative impact across the economy. But again, that's why if you bring inflation down, then interest rates will follow down as well. But if you keep the sort of policies they've got uh, in place at the moment, you keep jacking up electricity prices because if it was just your mortgage, it'd be bad enough. But as you say, I mean, you're paying over two bucks a litre for, for diesel now uh, when you fill your car up. Uh, you're paying more for your insurance and, and everything else. And it's just layer upon layer that uh, that really is crippling families at the moment. Very much so. Now, Peter, what are you uh, on the coast for? You're at Terrigal this morning, correct? Terrigal this morning. Uh, so just been for a, a walk on the beach, actually, which is spectacular. Uh, we were here... Uh, yesterday in Port Stephens, looking at uh, and speaking to the to the uh, fishermen and the and the tourism operators, uh, at, at you know the real drama I think uh, and tragedy of these wind turbines that are going to I think spoil the migration patterns of whales. Uh, there's a huge impact, negative impact on the tourism industry coming. And again, if those people lose their jobs, well, they'll end up losing their homes as well. Uh, so the consultation period has just been ridiculous. Uh, people haven't been properly engaged and. Uh, these huge 260 metre out of the sea wind turbines, the, the span of the blades is about the same as an A380 aircraft. And the impact on the environment, uh, the impact on the local tourism and, and local jobs is pretty profound. So, uh, you know, th- those people are in a lot of distress. And I, I think the PM's got to pay a visit and listen to their, their very legitimate concerns. And you're going up to East Coast Beverages. All we've got to tell you is you just remember the name Sam because everyone's name up there is Sam. Yeah, you can't get it wrong <laughs> when you're laughing. Got a coffee for Sam. Yeah, yeah seriously, Sam Latini. So you're heading up there to have a look at the uh, with the um, the East Coast Beverages factory? Yeah, it's and, and really, again, just sort of a focus on, uh, on cost of living. Uh, a lot of these small businesses, uh, you know, their insurance bills have gone up. Uh, their, their wage costs have gone up. Everything's gone up. So... Uh, the price of coffee goes up, and um, so that just continues to feed inflation. So just talking to some of those businesses about the policies that we could implement to try and help them and uh, reduce the costs that they're having to pass on to consumers. Well, Peter, thank you for calling this morning, mate. You've got a Bro2 Care Skin Pair prize yeah. pack. Um, <laughs> GoTo is the go-to brand for Australian men. Are you allowed men. to take that? <laughs> I, need, I need all the help I can get. So <laughs> Who, wants, it? Who wants simple, reliable and effective skin care? Thank you uh, for calling through, Mr Dutton. And, mate, hope it all goes well on the Central Coast. And visit sometime soon again, mate. Please stay in touch. Look forward to it. I'll speak soon. Bye-bye. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Subscribe now and you'll never miss an episode.